welcome to Tea with Trosper. It's your host, Alicia Howard, serving you the tea and insider details of all things Nevada. Welcome back to Tea with Trosper. Today, I'm joined by my fellow Team Trosper member and account executive, Vanya Beltran. Thanks for being my first guest as the new host of Tea with Trosper. Yay! Thank you for having me. I feel so honored to be your first guest. Of course. So, I know you originally came from the news industry. Can you give us a little background on who you are and how you got into PR? Yeah. Um, So, I was in the news industry close to nine years. I did five, almost five years um, here in Las Vegas with Fox 5. And before that, I was in San Diego where I did news for three years. Um, and before that, right out of college, I did a, an internship with both Telemundo and Univision when they were together in San Diego. They're not anymore, uh, but that was a really good opportunity to be able to do both of those stations and now I'm doing PR. Um, so yeah. Yeah. I love that. Um, what would you say is the biggest challenge for you making that career transition? Uh, well, I know PR can be different, but also really similar. Yeah. So it's, it's interesting because obviously when you go to school for it, it's normally under the same umbrella as journalism. But it is a whole different world, Uh, especially for me. I was a producer. I was always behind the scenes. So when you're doing that, you don't really have a lot of contact with the outside world. You don't have any contact with the outside world. Um, A lot of on-air talent has, I feel, an easier time transitioning out into the PR world because they're so used to people relations, you know, uh, communicating with contacts and building those relationships and just they're better people people you know yeah rather than being behind the camera yeah so I think that's what's been the biggest challenge for me or just not things not going entirely according to plan I'm like oh my god what are we gonna do now it's like okay like we're gonna handle it and everyone is gonna be okay and if they're not you're gonna tell them something to make sure that they're okay uh but in a lot of ways it's very similar to the structure of what producing news is because when you're producing a news show you basically you have a clean slate every morning and you have to fill it up with news stories so it's not like when you're a reporter you have a story that you're assigned for the day and you stick with it and by the end of the day you're an expert in that topic but that's all that you do that one story you know obviously to great detail but when you're producing you have to have 30 stories in your show sometimes more so you need to be able to multitask and you get pulled away for you know a meeting or this or that and and you're talking to your reporters and you're talking to your managers and you're talking to the assignment desk and you come back to your desk and you're like what was I doing and in that sense it's very similar to PR especially agency life you know um because you do have several clients so you're doing different things throughout the day for different people you are also being pulled into meetings and you know all sorts of stuff so it's it's a lot of just multitasking and being able to come back and not forget what you were doing before so you can finish that task yeah and I imagine it could be really hard when breaking news happens and your whole show is out the window you have to reorganize and oh yeah you plan you need to learn early on that you can't 
fall in love with your show per se because the day that you build the perfect show is the day that there's gonna be breaking news like five minutes before and you have to scratch everything (laughs) and you can't even like there's no room to even get upset about it because Mm -hmm. it's water under the bridge you just have to jump into the next thing you know Mm -hmm. it's the news it's always changing always moving yeah (laughs) so i know you are an emmy award winner which is super cool uh can you tell us a little bit more about that and how you got that yeah um i like to tell people when not always but if i'm you know just feeling myself i say that i won an emmy on my day off and people are like oh what does that mean well i'll tell you what that means alicia (laughs) um so basically um the emmy that i i won for was the show that we did the day that kobe bryant died which was obviously an awful day um it was a sunday and i was not working that day i was making myself breakfast, figuring out what I was going to do that day. And then I saw an alert from TMZ um, confirming that the plane that crashed in Calabasas was him and possibly family members of his. So I just started shaking when I saw the alert. I was like, oh, my God. And I immediately sent it over to our sports department at Fox 5. I was like, hey, I just saw this what do we know about this and i just you know i was in such a state of distress because it was you know kobe Bryant. i think a lot of people across the united states were just like in shock you know you never expect someone of that you know high up in sports and just celebrity status to be taken so fast in such a tragic way yeah and i mean so young so sudden Mm -hmm. you know not like an illness or something so I just immediately changed and grabbed my stuff and I started driving toward work. Um, On the way, my boss called me. She's like, hey, do you think that you can come in for a little bit? Uh, The way that the news works or well, at the station where I was is the newest people that the news station acquires normally are put on the weekend shift. Um, So we had a, a producer right out of college who was still pretty green um, doing the weekend show by himself. So I just thought, you know, like he's going to need help. And so when my boss told me that, I'm like, yeah, I'm already on my way. And she's like, don't worry. It'll only be a couple of hours. Just help him, you know, get situated and then you can leave. I was like, yeah, sure. Not a big deal. You know, mm-hmm. not like I had anything going on. And even if I did, like this was a yeah. really big deal. It was a Sunday. And- yeah. And you know, when, when you do news, I mean, I don't know if a lot of people know this, but you're doing it because you love news, not because you're getting paid the big bucks necessarily or, (laughs) you know, for any other reason. Like, it is your life. It's such a big part of your identity. Mm -hmm. Um, So I got to work. There were so many things going on. Um, We have these services that we pay for that give us video for national stories. And there was so much coming in. That day, there was a lot of basketball going on, so a lot of reactions from all over the country, all over the world. Um, and obviously, as a local news station, you focus on your local connections. Uh, so you know these sports and and everyone here in the Las Vegas community that we could think of that we grabbed interviews with and everything else. So there was so much coming in, and at some point, uh, my boss was there too. She's like. I don't think you're going to be able to leave. I'm like, I know it's okay. (laughs) Um, So yeah, I mean, I basically stayed up until the show was 
put together and just, you know, helped with everything that we needed to do that day. And I didn't even think about, oh, you know, like we're going to submit this, we're going to submit it for an Emmy. You know, that that was months later when the Emmys um, announced that, you know, you can submit things to be considered. And the director was like, oh, yeah, I saved the show because I think it's it's a great show that we should submit. I'm like, oh, yeah, totally. And uh, and we end up we ended up winning for that show. Yeah, that's amazing. So I personally don't know how Emmys work all that well. So does the whole team receive one that works on that show or is it just the producer? Yeah, no. So it's it's the team. It's whoever wants to enter for it. Okay. Um, so Emmy Awards uh, cost money to, to submit things for consideration. Okay. So there are some stations that will pay at least for one of the submissions. I unfortunately was not at a station that did that for its employees. Uh, so I, you know, submitted for that and two other things. And that was actually the only one that got nominated. Um, I was actually, I really thought that the one that was going to get picked up was um, we did one when COVID-19 shut down the strip. And that one had really good visuals because we took a drone and we drove it all through the strip as it was like completely shut down, like no cars on Las Vegas Boulevard. Um, you know, the doors boarded up. Yeah, so I just, eerie sight. Yeah, I just thought, you know, this is, this is the moneymaker, you yeah. know? But no, they nominated us for Kobe. So I was like, and I had been nominated before um, for uh, Breaking News 1 October coverage along with the rest of my team. And we didn't win that time. I was like, oh, that's, oh. it was intense. And, and we did such a good job. So I was thinking, I don't know if we're going to win with this one, especially since we were not a NLA station, you know, like we did a completely, um, a show completely dedicated to Kobe Bryant. Um and we got a little bit of criticism from a couple of people, not a lot, but just like, oh, who's going to care about Kobe Bryant? A whole show about an L.A. Lakers figure, you know, we're in Las Vegas. In Vegas, But yeah. the reality is a lot of people, especially with so many um, L.A. and California transplants to Las Vegas and yeah. being who he is, you know, I'm not a huge basketball person, but I obviously know who he yeah. was. And I would say everyone across the United States has at least heard of him, you know, yeah. it doesn't mean they're fans necessarily. And I do agree. I think L.A. and Vegas are close enough, you know. Yeah. And I, I tend to measure a lot of how famous a person is by if my mom knows who they are. <laughs> because my mom, she's Mexican, detached from a lot of the pop culture stuff. Right. And she was like, oh, that guy, the, the basketball guy. I was like, okay. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> she knew. Huge so he's deal. a big star. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So unfortunately, because of COVID, we didn't have a traditional awards ceremony um so normally the emmys for uh local stations um are divided into regions so mine was part of the pacific southwest which is um tv markets in san diego las vegas palm springs and a couple of other little ones so normally it's one of those cities that gets picked um where they're gonna have the ceremony so when we were nominated for the one October coverage in 2018, the ceremony was in Palm Springs. And that was a great time. You know, you get to travel with a couple of your coworkers and yeah. it's like a huge thing and you have the dinner and you, you know, dress in gowns and it's amazing. But obviously this time because of COVID, we couldn't have that. So we all just gathered at a friend, a coworker's house 
and we watched a live stream there. So when, uh, fortunately, this was the second category of the day too, because it's so nerve wracking. You don't want to wait till the very end and then not win, you know? Yeah. So it was the second one. I was like, okay, let's just get it over with. And when it came on and they announced it, I just couldn't believe it. I was like, oh my gosh, it's crazy. I can't imagine the feeling. It was just like amazing, but also very shocking. And so I was in shock for a few minutes until I, I went outside and I called my parents and that's when I broke down and started crying. Oh. I was like really excited. Yeah. Um. So that was fun. And just it's when you're in the news industry, like I said, like as a whole, like you're not getting paid what you would want to and you're working insane hours. So when something like this happens, it just makes everything feel worth it. Even if it is for the moment, yeah. you know, just <laughs> it and it it really puts things in perspective like that you are doing something that. Is going to inform the community and it's yeah, going to be valuable. that your work matters, you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I know you said, you know, people do news because they love it, not because of the huge paychecks or anything like that. So I'm just curious, what made you want to switch careers? Was there something, you know, you wanted like a slower pace or you're just tired of working the holidays or <laughs> what? A combination of everything you mentioned. Um, I just felt like. After doing news for so many years, I just needed a a new challenge. You know, I needed a a career that was not too far removed from what I was doing, but in which I was going to actually be able to grow. Right. And uh, I mean, unfortunately, industry wide in news, there is a bit of what everyone is calling it, the big resignation, which is across a lot of industries, you know, mm-hmm. you, you see it in the Wall Street Journal and such, but especially with news. And it is because of a variety of factors, you know, pay and and burnout. And most recently, unfortunately, just like the the fake news sentiment that a lot of people have. You know, Like I said, I, I was never really out in the field, but I've heard from a lot of my peers that were reporters or, or photogs that were out that, you know, they're just trying to do their job and they... Someone rolls up to them, rolls down their window and yells obscenities at them or you're fake news. You're the enemy of the people. Just stuff that you are honestly not getting paid enough to deal with. Mm -hmm. So it a lot of people are turning to other careers, one of them being PR. So I started looking into it and I was like, you know what? This could be the route when and if I get out of the news industry. And I just decided that. It was time. And especially, you know, just for someone that's, um, I was say getting older, but, you know, <laughs> yes, getting older. You start thinking about, you know, what life is going to be like in the future, if I have a family, right. stuff like yeah. that. So the flexibility that comes with working a PR job, I feel like is, is getting very appealing to a lot of people, especially people that already have families. Mm-hmm. Um but for me, it, it was that and, and the room for growth and just learning new things, you know. And, and the thing is, the you don't really realize when you're in the thick of it because you're just doing news. But your skills are pretty transferable. Like, you can do whatever. Well, yeah. not whatever, but <laughs> just don't don't give me anything with numbers. Yeah. Oh, I get that. No math, please. <laughs> yeah. But other than that, like, you can, you can pretty much yeah. jump into something like PR and kind of pick it up 
Not instantly, but very quickly. Yeah. Well, I know you started right for me in November, right? Mm-hmm. So you're already a pro. <laughs> it's impressive. Um, but in the short amount of time that you know you have been here, what has been your favorite part about working at Trosper? Well, um, I feel like I came at a really good time because the holidays were just so magical in general. But especially right now, we've had a few holiday events with our clients that we've attended that are, I don't know, they just feel so rewarding and fulfilling, like just to see children smiling while they get gifts from Santa, you know, um, stuff like that has been really, really just amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, like especially something like today, you know, we had a Goodwill event, um, a hundred kids got hundred dollar gift cards and they were able to just shop around the store and take a photo with Santa and they were so happy and and the parents you know were able to get that boost for the holidays it's just yeah amazing the season of giving you know yeah. it makes you feel good to see people with smiles on their face and you know a lot of kids today were so happy and so I feel like it makes it it is rewarding in the end you know um so enough about that. <laughs> I would like to know a little bit more about you and basically your backstory. Um, you know, how you came to Vegas from San Diego and all that. Yeah. So I it's gonna be my fifth Vegas anniversary next month. Oh. Time really flew by. Uh so yeah, so I came here because um I was offered a job with Fox Five. And I was only originally supposed to be here two years. I was on a two-year contract. But after that was done, I was like, wait, I don't want to leave. I was, you know, when I told my parents that I was coming here, I told them it was only for two years. Mm -hmm. It was going to fly by. I was going to, you know, build up my resume and then get a job at a San Diego station. But I really fell in love with the city, with, you know, people. It's seen, I mean, people don't really realize that there's so much more to Vegas than the Strip. Right. And when you're a local, you want to do everything but be on the strip. <laughs> so it it was great. I mean, people laugh when I tell them this, but one of the deal breakers for me was I came here and I was able to rent a one bedroom apartment with a washer and dryer and unit and a balcony for eight hundred dollars. Oh, wow. So in a, in a nice part of town, you know, not in the sketchiest yeah. area of town. Uh so that alone, I was like, I'm not going to go out to San Diego to an apartment that doesn't have a washer dryer, have to take my clothes to my parents' house. I don't want to do that anymore. You yeah. Know? And also one of my coworkers from Fox 5 when I first started, who was 21, uh, had just bought a house. And to me, that was like, what? Like, that was unreal to me. And so I thought, you know, maybe if I stick with it and I stay here, then I could one day be a homeowner, which... When you're a Californian or you live in California, you don't even consider that. Yeah. That's just not even a possibility. It's a dream. Yeah. Because <laughs> the houses there are like two times what it is it's here. more than that, yeah. honestly. So, so yeah. So, I, I had a vision and I made a really great group of friends. Uh, so, I, I stayed here. Three years to the day after I moved here, I met my boyfriend. Oh. I know. Which is so ridiculous it's meant to be i know it's crazy and uh so we bought a house earlier this year congratulations um, thank you and and it was just like a 
I don't know if culmination is the word, but, you know, just of all the hard work and just like the plan and vision and sacrifice, if you will, of not being able to go back home and and be close to my parents, even though they're only an hour flight away. But I know that obviously my mom would prefer it if I was back in San Diego. Uh, I don't think that I would move back, especially, you know, after buying the house here and everything. I really like it here. Yeah. I, I consider myself a Nevadan now, so uh, it's been really wonderful living here, um, but a, a little bit about my background. So I went to San Diego State for college. Um, let's go way, way back. I was born in suburban Chicago, but I grew up in Mexico, so I do consider myself to be Mexican. My mom is Mexican, uh, and she wanted me to grow up there with the culture and everything, so I went to school there and all came back for college. Um, After college, I did my internship with uh, Univision and Telemundo. And then because it was right in the middle of the recession, I couldn't find a job in news. So I ended up getting a job in LA at the Fox studio lot. And uh, I just went there for a year and I was doing something that didn't really have much to do with news, but it was still very much, you know, television and what you will just, I feel like it all kind of connects, you know, Yeah. and uh, but I did still want to do news. So eventually I found a job in San Diego and moved back. And I did that for three years until I got the job here. Oh, I love that. I love your story. Um, So you told us a little bit about your past, but I want to hear about your future. Where do you think that you'll be in 10 years from now? Oh, gosh, 10 years In 10 years. I'm going to be 41 years old. And that sounds so frightening. <laughs> um, I so so yeah. I mean, career wise, I can, I guess, say it with a little bit more confidence now. Um, I mean, I I've been in the PR life for two months, so I don't really know where it's gonna take me. You know, the other day on the phone with my dad, he's like, you know, in ten years you're gonna have your own agency, <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know if I want my own agency. He's like, we'll never say never. I'm like, okay, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I don't know if, if it's that route or, you know, eventually gathering the experience to uh, move to an in-house position, which is, you know, when you do marketing and PR and advertising for a specific com- company, you know, right. like not yeah. someone that's employed uh, or contracted with an agency. Um, but I do feel like the future is brighter unfortunately, like I said, because I do love news, but on this side of things, then it is on news. Right. I will say another thing. It just, because it simply is the way it is. Um, people in the same positions as what, you know, I could have now back in the day in TV made a lot more money than what I could aspire to do now. Mm-hmm. And that's a reality that a lot of people in the industry are realizing too. Not just, you know, if you're on air, you're going to get a little bit more money too. But even then, I remember a coworker once telling me, she's like, I look at the main anchor at our station and I know that I'll never make what he makes. It was just a different time. Yeah. You know, so with this, I just feel like I can have a lot more options to move up and and grow and and, you know, 
be able to be successful. Yeah. Room for growth. Definitely. And especially if you want to have your family in the future and, you know, do that, you're going to definitely want to. That is the goal. I keep saying, you know, in the future when I have kids and I'm already 31, that I definitely don't feel the future ready. Is now. No, <laughs> it's definitely still a scary sight. <laughs> totally understandable. I can't even fathom the thought right now. <laughs> so, I mean, when you're not being, you know, PR pro, what do you like to do in your free time? Um, this is such a funny question because I, all I can think about is, well, I like to go and eat, you know? I like to go places and No, I, like I, I completely understand where um, you're coming from. But I also hate the term foodie. I feel like it's so pretentious. Yeah. I'm just a foodie. Like, no. Um, <laughs> I don't, I wouldn't call myself that. Um, but I, I do like to hang out with uh, my boyfriend and my dog. We... Obviously, we live together and our dog. <laughs> but uh, um, yeah, well, we'll go on hikes. I wasn't much of a hiker when I first started dating him, actually, on our first trip to Sedona. Because I obviously, you know, you, you tell people like, oh, I love hiking. Oh, like, yeah. This is like, I'm such an outdoors girl. You know, first day, oh, I love to hike. And <laughs> yeah. then when we were actually climbing this mountain, I was cussing up a storm. Lots of grass. I'm in full makeup. He realized that I was a poser. But um, but I've grown to love it, and especially with the dog now, because I feel like we have a purpose, and, and the dog is happy and everything. Yeah. Um, and traveling. I mean, traveling is fun. You don't even have to go far. I love weekend getaways, places that you can just get in your car and drive. And, and that, I feel like, is a, another thing why Las Vegas is so wonderful, because you're basically two or three hours away from... Three different states, you know, mm-hmm. you can go to L.A., you can go to Phoenix, you can go to Utah, you can yeah. be in a lot of different places within a couple of hours, and you can definitely do that on a weekend. 100%. I think Vegas is so central to a lot of really amazing places. Well, yeah, so I guess we'll end on um, who would you consider as your biggest role model? Okay, so I thought about this one, and honestly, as cliche as it sounds, I will have to say my parents. Uh, They are both immigrants. They came here uh, different stages of their lives, and they they met in the U.S., but um, they're, you know, your typical, like, three-job immigrants, you know. My mom did it all, and so did my dad, and it, you know, as the child of an immigrant, it's, like, gigantic shoes to fill, I couldn't even imagine doing what they did. You know, if I work yeah. more than 40 hours a week, I'm like, what is this? <laughs> right. <laughs> no, but, you know, just uh, I obviously don't want to disappoint them, but they also constantly remind me that they worked hard so that I could have the American dream and the American life, you know, and just yeah. be one more American in this country. So, uh, so that's. I, I feel like they're definitely the role models yeah. in my life for sure. They sound very inspiring. It's <laughs> a good answer. Well, thank you, Vanya, for coming on. Thank you for I'm so happy me. you were my first guest. I am really happy to be here and I wish you well on all your future interviews. Thank you so much. Don't forget to rate and review us on your preferred streaming service. Subscribe and follow us at Trosper PR on Instagram and find us on Facebook at Trosper Public Relations. This is Alicia. Thanks for spilling the tea with us and we'll catch you next time on Tea with Trosper.